And good morning. It is time for our good friend, Mr. Al Bat, to join us from somewhere near Heartland, Minnesota. Is the snow falling in Heartland is what I want to know, Al. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It's uh, Boy, the bird feeders have really got active. And the hottest spot in my yard is the hot tub, the, <laughs> the bird water. Oh. Boy, they're drinking like crazy and getting some of that water and just trying to help them make it through the day, I guess. It's... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't dislike snow, but uh, the first, I, I know we had snow earlier, but this is like snow, snow now, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's always a shock to me for some reason. Well, I don't know why that is. Driving, it's really slippery. I, I know, I, was, I got out on the, on the road, and I'm like, oh man, I got to learn how to redrive again, because it, it was terribly slippery, and you, you forget that even though if you got good tires, and if you have bad tires, yeah. boy, it must be really bad. Oh, and I, you know, I tell everybody, don't be like I was as a kid. You know, I had those old cars, and uh, the cars were incredibly old, but the tires were even older. There'd just be no tread on them at all, and we just put them on there. If they they kept the air in them, we figured that was a good tire, and uh, they just weren't uh, real good to be driving around in wintertime in. And, uh, but, I don't know. It's mystifying, but uh, most of us survive somehow. I don't know how that was because pretty much everybody was in uh, the same boat as I was as far as old beat-up rust buckets of cars with uh, bald tires. I'm reading it. I have a Fitbit, and uh, they send me more stuff. You know, I'm trying to figure out a way to sleep more. Uh, I know uh, I talked to a cousin. He said he's trying to figure out a way to sleep less because he said oh. he could just sleep. My brother could lean against a wall and fall asleep, and I'm not one of those. I get six hours a night, and that seems to be it. No matter what I try or what I do, I get six hours. And uh, I think I'm going to give up. I feel good with six hours. Maybe that's all I'm meant to get. You know, everybody, uh, you, know, you talk to a medical professional and says, well, you, you know, you should get like eight hours or so. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit, I think, just trying that. That has nothing to do with anything, but I just got one of those Fitbit things on my uh, my tablet here. I want to thank everybody at the Alberti Seed House, uh, a wonderful group of folks that turned out Saturday and just had a great time. There's a proverb that says, if December be changeable and mild, the whole winter will remain a child. I don't know mm. how that proverb applies right now. It was it sounded pretty good till today, <laughs> and so I I don't know what that means. I imagine it means we'll we'll probably have a winter. Uh, I went for a walk, scared up countless birds who were holed up in an arborvitae until the coast was clear and an exhibitor had concluded its hunting. And I found a hawk. It was a sharp-shinned hawk. He's about the size of a blue jay, and I found him because blue jays had found him in a spruce tree, and they, boy, they kicked up a fuss. And the raptor was seriously outnumbered by birds the same size as he was. Uh, there's a great crop of acorns this year that I see anyway uh, that should provide a reliable winter food crop for the blue jays. Uh, talking, I saw a couple deer this morning. Talking to people from around the state, I'm reminded that deer have never been uniformly distributed across Minnesota. I see many of them here in my neighborhood. But I talked to other ones that said, I don't have many deer. Hmm. I mar- marveled at the beauty of a tiny eastern screech owl. It's a red one. And this species comes in 
A lot of the books will say they come in two color morphs, uh, red and gray, but I think they come in three. I think it's red, gray, and brown. And I've heard it called a shivering owl because of the trembling cry it makes. For years, a few times each week, I saw a red owl. It was an important part of a building. Red owl was a grocery (laughs) store chain that opened its first store in Rochester and operated 441 stores in Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, and South Dakota. And in 1988, the rights to the Red Owl name were secured by the grocery wholesaler SuperValue. And the title sequence of the Mary Tyler Moore show featured the lead character in a Red Owl meat department. So Red Owls was, that was quite a thing for Minnesotans. I love honey. I tell everybody that. It makes my taste buds buzz and dance. <laughs> There's, I have two bee stories, and you might have heard these before, but I just thought they were amazing. Bees in France were making honey in shades of blue and green, and you might expect this alarm to beekeepers, because they're saying, what in, the, what in the world's going on? I don't know that we can sell blue and green honey. This is not a good thing, and this inspired scientists to investigate, and they discovered the reason was the bees had developed a taste preference for the residue from containers of the candy M&Ms processed at a nearby plant. Oh, my. <laughs> and that would be neat. Yeah, I just I, I could almost see the faces. And, well, I could see it in my mind's eyes, these guys, when all of a sudden they got this jar of blue honey. In another bee story, I I learned elephants are terrified of bees because bees tend to sting elephants around the eyes, behind Mm. the ears, in the mouth, and inside the trunk. And Well, that would scare anyone. Live beehives are being used as fences to protect farm crops from foraging elephants in some African and Asian countries. Wait a minute. How do they keep the bees in a line to keep the, the elephants and things out? (laughs) <laughs> they uh, yeah, they put the, their beehives in there, you know, like commercial beehives. Oh. And they put them in these, and uh, they just uh, put them in a line like fences. Okay. And it, it keeps, it protects farm crops from foraging elephants. Again, it's in some African and Asian countries. And the experiment has had substantial success so far. It's, I'm sure it's not perfect because, well, well, nothing is. But uh, that's a cool story there, and it's working out well. Some of the farmers now have discovered that they have another uh, revenue stream as well, as now they're gathering the honey and selling that. Uh, I asked this question of a little boy the other day, or Saturday, I guess it was. I said, why did the crow cross the road? (laughs) And he said, oh, man, he thought a long time, and he kind of... put up one hand like uh, I got it and then he finally gave up and I said it's to find the chicken that tried to cross the road but was hit by a car it Jeez. was he, he he laughed a little bit so I appreciated him <laughs> our friend TJ of Medelia sent some photos of of, Rob, of robins using plastic blue roof tarp in their nests so it's that, uh, it's not plastic. I don't know what that, some of that tarp, part of it's plastic, I guess. But they were using that to build their nests. So yeah, because that pretty... stuff strings out in like shreds. So you it gets like long, yep. thin shreds. So yeah, that it, it made it look pretty. It's like putting up Christmas lights on your nest, except it's blue tarp. It was really beautiful. And I, I don't know that... Uh, 
if a predator or something, I, I wouldn't think that would have any impact on a predator because I can't imagine you're a predator flying by and you look over and say, wow, look at that. That really stands out. I just, they wouldn't pay any attention, any more attention to it than they would any other nest, I wouldn't think. Uh, Dwayne Swenson of Wasika also sent some photos. His wife, Donna, sent them. Uh, A John Deere tractor and something chewing plastic on the tractor, on the lights on the tractor. They have that little protection around it. It's usually clear plastic. And something was just chewing all that up. And he was wondering what was going on. And we have so many things that can get into and onto tractors and chew them up. With, you know, mice and rats, of course, come there. But I would think the damage that was being done here, I, you know, to control teeth growth, squirrels have to constantly chew. They chew on plastic, hard rubber, metal wires so they can slow the rate of teeth growth and control the length of their teeth. So when I look at this, you're thinking, man, it's, it's got to be a squirrel. You know, I, I had a groundhog chew up a stepladder, one of my stepladders, oh. the, the legs on the thing. Just It looked like something ate it, but it was just chewing to be chewing. What? So I th- think uh, Dwayne is probably a squirrel. I was going to say, when we had a, a bunny rabbit, we had a wood cage, and the bunny liked to chew on the wood in the cage, too, because they have the same thing with trying to keep their teeth from growing too too fast, I think. And so, isn't that something uh, we have to floss, you know, and uh, <laughs> they just chew. and uh, brush twice a day, and see our dentist every six months? And these guys just chew on. Well, they chew on plastic, hard rubber, and metal, and things, and wood. So maybe we've got the best of that deal. Uh, Ken Nelson of Clark's Grove. He's got. Uh, oh, Ken. Uh, he had turkey buildings. He he was a turkey grower for a long time. So he put these. Uh, trail cams out there because mm-hmm. he was uh, broken into a couple of times by oh. um, guys up to mischief and didn't seem to steal much or do much of anything but they were just you know they had to be doing something I guess so he put these trail cams up and he said it got so interesting he said I saw a deer and he said I saw coyotes and I saw them of course raccoons he said were there just all the time so he he's left them up, and he said really odd things have happened now is he hasn't been seeing any coyotes for a long time, but he sees strange dogs at night, these big dogs, and he said they're all oh, the mixed breed dogs. One looked like it was part St. Bernard and something else. So he's checking with all the neighbors saying, whose dogs are these? Anybody know what these dogs are? And uh, so far the dogs have been unidentified, so we... I suggested that they're probably here on part of the Federal Witness Protection Program, <laughs> but uh, Ken hasn't he hasn't bought into that yet. Uh, Dave Bartke saw a cackling goose in Steele County. Now, a cackling goose would look like a small Canada goose. Uh, Doug Keezer, oh, I've known Doug forever and a day, he saw a trumpeter swan, a redhead, a buffle head, a red-shouldered hawk. Those were all in Lesseur County. And then he added a Cooper's Hawk in Sibley County. Ron Erpelding saw a fox sparrow in Renville County. William Marengo, uh, Bill saw a greater white-fronted goose, a cackling goose, and a tundra swan in Sibley County. Uh, 
Gerald Hoekstra saw a short-eared owl in Steele County. Oh, I love seeing short-eared owls. They kind of float like a butterfly out there. And uh, they're just uh, lovely, lovely birds. Uh, Howard Toll, another old friend, saw a Townsend Solitaire in Redwood County and then a white-crowned sparrow in Renville County. And Brian Smith, who I've known, it's like a, a reunion here. Brian Smith, I've known forever and a day, saw a Townsend Solitaire and a hermit thrush in Renville County. So a lot of great things being seen. Uh, I just got a question. What's the difference between pigeons and doves? Oh, Boy, all get question. a picture in your mind of what you're thinking of when you think of a pigeon, and then what do you think of? when you think of a dove. Uh, I think probably your general opinion would be doves are beautiful, fragile birds, symbols of love and peace. Yeah, they're white. Usually you think of doves as being all white and pigeon as being kind of gray. That's, I mean, that's what pops in my head. Yeah, and then a lot of folks will think pigeons, uh, they're feral birds, they're vermin, and they're generally found in gray, brown, or blue colors. And others might describe doves as pigeons lacking street smarts. But doves and pigeons are in the same taxonomic family of birds, and there's at least 310 species in that family. Doves are generally smaller than a pigeon, but that's not always the case. But around here, when we think of pigeons, they're bigger than morning doves or uh, the collared doves, so pigeons here, they're bigger, we think. The common name for our common barn and city pigeons is rock pigeon, which was previously called the rock dove. So what's the difference? Uh, just There's difference of species, but there's no uh, real difference between what is called a pigeon and what is called a dove, and they're all a member of the same family. Now, do you know Don Roscoe? L. He he breeds pigeons and and used to show them. It used to be I don't know if he still does or has any birds or not, but that used to be his thing, you know, purebred pigeons and and that sort of thing. And I just didn't realize that that was a. I guess I didn't realize they had purebred. You know, it's like raising chickens. There's regular old chickens and then there's the special ones. So yeah, he's he's from Mankato, a retired a faculty member. I just thought maybe of anybody you'd know because he's Mr. Bird. Yeah, and boy, I apologize. You know, I I know more people than I can remember sometimes. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible thing, and I, I apologize if I, I do know him and I just Forgot. I can't put a face right now. So a, a friend of mine was a barber here, Tom Benson. He was a barber and then a, a substitute rural carrier, and he had these uh, pigeons that he raised. They were called rollers, and they'd fly. And then all of a sudden, it's just like they got shot. They just kind of hmm. roll. And and then there's tumblers, I believe, that they raise that do just kind of uh, somersault. Is that like the fainting goat kind of thing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I suppose these things are. They figured the rollers was a way that they got away from uh, oh. hawks in the air. And then apparently they were bred to the point where they just do it involuntarily, too. So at least we think it's involuntarily. Maybe they're saying, hey, guys, watch this one, and then they do this. But Tom just got the biggest kick out of them. And pigeon racing, has it's a huge, huge sport. Uh, people all over, I know quite a few people are really into pigeon racing. And they haul the birds to Topeka or somewhere and let them go, and then... 
they got a little timer that shows when they clock in here back at home and they can win races and oh it's uh it's quite a deal if uh, you talk to one of those fellas uh, they are so enthused about it they will tell you everything you'd ever want to know about pigeon racing and it's very interesting hmm. got a nice note from a listener said uh, circumstances prevent me from having a feeder but i'd love to see the birds at one any suggestions uh if if you're not homebound for one reason, tethered to the house, you could visit a park or a nature center or maybe kind neighbors with bird feeders. If you'd like to do it without leaving your home, you could make a virtual visit to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. It's Boy, it's all about birds.org backslash cams. I know that's a, a mouthful to remember, but it's all about birds dot org backslash cams as in cameras and it features live streams of feeders uh though i know they have one in new york uh, by ithaca uh, at where cornell is uh, there's one in ontario and then there's one in texas which is pretty neat you get to see the canadian one and then uh, texas where it's nice and warm down by the valley and as well as many other bird cams. So those those would be fun. Uh, you'll get to see a lot of different kinds of birds on those three. So I hope that's helpful. And if it wasn't, uh, if I misunderstood what you were looking for asking there, please let me know and we'll come up with a different answer. Uh, what preys on turkeys? Well, humans. Boy, mm -hmm. we are, especially around Thanksgiving, we really go after them. Uh, I'm sure... This listener is referring to wild turkeys, and wild turkeys aren't easy prey. Boy, you just look at one and you say, I don't, I don't even want to tangle with that thing. I have talked to a mailman who was harassed by a, a tom turkey. He said about every day it was rowdy. He'd get out of his little, I don't know what you call those little tiny mail trucks, and he'd kind of look both ways for that turkey, and he'd get out and start walking down the street, and there would come that turkey, just wanting to... He want, he wanted to rumble. Uh, turkeys are large. They can run up to 18 miles an hour. So are you, you going to outrun one? No. Uh, they can fly 50 miles per hour, and we'd have no luck out flying one. They're, they are even capable of swimming. Turkeys really? can swim. Oh. Yeah. So uh, what do they have as enemies? Well, one mailman that I know of doesn't <laughs> like them at all. But the things that would prey upon them, uh, great horned owls, golden eagles, coyotes, foxes, bobcats, uh, somebody, I suppose a raccoon could too. Uh, it'd be a, a battle. But all those things are possible predators on turkey stuffed with acorns, as they would be this year. So if you like acorn stuffing, I would think a wild turkey would be right up your alley this year. All right, before you go, I've got a segue to that. And this is from okay. our friend John. It's a perfect segue for what we were talking about. Al knows this one, which is always a bad no. sign when he says that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the cranberry turn red? It saw the turkey dressing. Oh, you knew that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that was the answer. But I thought it was a good segue. And uh, also our friend John from New Alm says, you need special ears to hear Tom Waits sing all day. Well, you know, that may be true, but we have a day sponsor, so we're doing that for Stephanie. Thank you. And he says he's going to see his dad soon and reporting live from the land of sauerkraut and dumplings, John. So thanks, John. Uh -huh. 
I'm with him, man. I have sauerkraut and dumplings. I, I grew up <laughs> eating that stuff. That is good. My uh, grandfather came from Germany, and my grandmother from Sweden as as young people. And I don't know that they even understood one another, but they ended up getting married. But it, because of that, my mom cooked German and Swedish stuff. So I got a little bit, you know, man, Swedes, some good stuff, lingonberries and uh, Swedish meatballs and uh, Swedish rice pudding and all those things. But, um, yeah, thanks, John. I, I, I appreciate uh, it. Was I am so proud to uh, to get one right that this will just uh, <laughs> carry will, you through I the will. rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say I, I love Tom Waits, and uh, I even like Tom Waits as an actor. He's been in uh, he has? movies. Oh. And, uh, yeah, Didn't know that. I really like I like Tom Waits' song a lot, and I would say he probably isn't uh, everybody's favorite. Yeah, you know, cause just because it's he's different a little bit. But I I like him. I just I have a, a CD here of uh, oh I don't see it now, but I don't remember the name of it. But I listen to it quite often, and he is uh, he does some wonderful wonderful songs. So yeah, he does. Appreciate d- him as a songwriter. He's got some clever lyrics too. It's always fun to. He does. Yeah. He does <laughs> indeed, and and I uh, I so appreciate the the day sponsors. What a what a yeah. nice thing to do. So here. Uh, um, it's just a, a nice thing to do. Uh, a nice man said, uh, no, I'll save that one for next week. I think that'll oh, fit better okay. in a little later into December. Okay. I heard great horned owls. Uh, oh, they were softly hooting in the night as part of their uh, courtship. The most common owl in Minnesota calls, who's awake? Me too. And I tell everyone, uh, they say, well, why are they doing that? I say, it's just like us. You know, I go with my wife, and if we're in a the big supermarket, we have to stay in touch. I'm over there saying, what kind of raisin brand was I supposed to get? Because they have 900 different kinds of raisin brand. And they're kind of doing the same thing. They said, um, here I am. Where are you? Here I am. Where are you? You know, what are you doing now? Is there a rabbit there? Should I come over there? You need me for anything? And they go on and on that way. So it's a bonding, a part of bonding for these guys. And they will start nesting in January or February. And that makes me go, each time I just think of that. And I watched and listened to outraged birds, chickadees, nuthatches, jays, and downy woodpecker flushed a cooper's hawk from a tree. And the nuthatch took a break from the dispute. So he flew over. He's over there just scolding this cooper's hawk. And then all of a sudden he says, oh, I'm feeling a bit peckish. He flew over here to uh, my feeder, grabbed a peanut from a feeder, and flew off. So he had a little bit of lunch probably. He was a white-breasted peanut hatch, I guess. Uh, Four uncharacteristically quiet crows sat out the vocal mobbing, concentrating instead on chasing the flying raptors who retreated from the yard. And a gang of house sparrows that I mentioned earlier, they perched in that arborvitae yet, and they just stayed out of it. Uh, Life isn't perfect, but I saw birds, and, you know, sometimes that's enough. And I really, uh, it is so great. I just uh, thank I'm so thankful every day that I like birds, and I can go outside and just look at birds. I I wanted to mention, I know there's a movie called Ironweed. Jack Nicholson and Tom Waits were in it. And it was, uh, I I really liked 
the book uh, was written by William Kennedy, and I thought it was just uh, oh Meryl Streep, boy, she, I should have mentioned Meryl Streep right off. She was a, a star in it too, and I just really liked it. It's kind of a Oh, it's not an upbeat one. It's not where you're going to come on and say, boy, I'm glad I saw that. I feel much better about my fellow humans today, just that, thanks to that movie. It's kind of a, Downer? a sad movie. Yeah, but it it was really well done. And, of course, Jack Nicholson's a wonderful actor and Meryl Streep. And I think Carol Baker was in it also, but it's probably from in the 80s. But a great book. So that's the, the end of my Tom Waits tribute. Well, thank you for uh, bringing that up, because I didn't know that. Oh, he's been in, oh, gosh, I, I wouldn't even guess. I bet 20-some movies, probably, maybe more than that. He's been in a lot of them. And uh, he plays uh, pretty much Tom Waits kind of guy. A gruff kind of guy, kind of rough and gruff? Yeah, it's like Jack Nicholson. I love Jack Nicholson, but he kind of played Jack Nicholson in most of the movies. You just said, well, I know what kind of character he's going to be because he's kind of that character in pretty much every one, you know, kind of a, a, a devilish fella. But uh, uh, it's just I love Jack Nicholson, and I, I miss seeing him in movies. I wish he was still able to make movies, I guess. I want to thank everybody for uh, coming to sit on the, the front porch with us. I, I hope the day treats you kindly. It's still snowing here right along. And I uh, this week I'm traveling, of course, going here and there. And uh, I hope the I, I appreciate all those good folks that are out there maintaining the roads. We are oh, yes. uh, blessed here by great people. I'm on the town board here, and our guy gets up at you know two in the morning or something to get out there and clean the roads, and just does a great job. He's happy. He has a radio in there. He can turn it up full volume, and there's nobody in his family to say turn that thing down. So he just he has a good time out there and does a great job. I mean, everybody has to get to work and get to school and things, and he's out there doing it early, and uh, boy, it's so great, because I've been down south where it has snowed a lot. Uh, I won't even name the state where they had, like, one snow removal uh, oh. vehicle, and it was a Toro lawnmower <laughs> with a snow shovel uh, tied to the front end of it, and they did the whole state, I think. Here, stuff gets done. My grandma, as I mentioned, she came from Sweden to this country as a teenager, and Sweden is famous for ABBA, IKEA, Saab, and some other four-letter words. The late author Stieg Larsson remains popular, although he died, uh, boy, died of a heart attack, I remember, going up the the uh, stairs, and he wrote the what the girl with the dragon tattoo and a few things like that. Uh, again, I think of lingonberry jam. Oh, it is so good. I just love that stuff. Swedish meatballs, Swedish rice pudding again. And instead of crossing their fingers, Swedes might fold the fingers of each hand over the thumb to hope for good luck. So you just put your thumb in your palm and your four fingers go over it. And you can do that with both both hands. I do that sometimes when a grandchild is shooting free throws or at bat or something. And it's uh, called Hold Your Thumbs. Instead of Cross Your Fingers, Hold Your Thumbs (laughs) for Good Luck. Idioms don't always translate well, but here are some rough renderings of Swedish sayings. There's no cow on the ice. That means, you know, don't worry. You don't have a cow on the ice. 
make a hen out of a feather, and I bet most of you can kind of figure that one, that's turning nothing into a problem. Jumping into a crazy barrel, that's doing something irrational. And uh, logum, L-A-G-O-M. It's mm-hmm. a word I enjoy, and one without a direct translation into English, but it's close to just enough. And may your day be that. Remember, Heartland as well was driving past. Thanks for listening to me. Do something wild today. Get out there and look at a bird. And thank you, Karen, as always, for your exquisite company. Uh, Be careful driving around. And Mankato is a busy place. You know, everybody's in a hurry to get somewhere. Slow down. Take it easy. Remember, your tires are not going to stick like they normally do. So, yeah, keep it. I pretend I'm still driving a car with bald tires, so that slows That's me down. Good idea. Hey, Al, always great to talk to you. We'll be back again next week. Have a great rest of your week. Will do. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.